This week on Business Brief, we'll look at a Jurassic business in mid-Missouri and how to build an accessible website. Welcome to Business Brief, Missouri Business Alert's podcast focusing on business news and issues shaping the state. My name is Brayden Wade, and I'm joined by my co-host, Katie Quinn. Katie, how are you doing this week? Brayden, I'm doing great. I've been seeing a lot of local bands around town lately, which has been really fun. What about you? I've been cooking a lot, just trying to relax and enjoy the sun, or as much as we can get. That sounds cool. Okay, Brayden, are you ready for the headlines? Let's get into it. The Biden administration this week announced new guidelines for federal regulators reviewing potential mergers. The plan is designed to add scrutiny to a host of mergers across numerous industries. It's the latest move by the Biden administration to rein in corporate consolidation. The Federal Trade Commission and Department of Justice have already started following the guidance issued Wednesday. The Missouri Supreme Court rejected the state attorney general's attempt to inflate the projected cost of a ballot initiative that would increase abortion access in the state. The court on Thursday ruled in a case pitting Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey against State Treasurer Scott Fitzpatrick. The Treasurer's office estimated earlier this year that a ballot initiative to expand abortion rights in Missouri would bring no costs or savings to the state. The Attorney General refused to approve that fiscal estimate, which led to a court case. The case advanced to the Supreme Court, which ruled that nothing in state law gives the attorney general authority to question the auditor's assessment of the fiscal impact of a proposed petition. California is set to restrict state-funded travel to Missouri due to a policy that avoids financing or supporting discrimination against LGBTQ plus people. California's attorney general announced the move, citing two new Missouri laws restricting the rights of transgender people. Missouri's new laws put the state at odds with the California law prohibiting state-funded travel to places with laws that repeal existing protections against discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. The Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis is looking for a new president. Former St. Louis Fed President James Bullard announced he is leaving the position to become dean of Purdue University's business school. He will serve as advisor to the St. Louis Fed until his departure in August. That means both of Missouri's Federal Reserve branches are without full-time presidents. Former Kansas City Fed President Esther George took mandatory retirement in January. Both Kansas City and St. Louis now have interim presidents and CEOs. A union representing about 1,300 Schnucks workers in the St. Louis area agreed to a new three-year contract with the St. Louis-based grocery chain. The United Food and Commercial Workers Local Union 88 rejected an offer from Schnucks in late June and authorized a strike. The local union president said the company and the union were able to resolve major issues such as pay increases and a company contribution to employee benefits. Okay, Katie, what's our next story? I'm going to be honest with you. This next story is a roaring good time. What are you talking about? Show Me Dinosaurs is in a Columbia event business that brings seven-foot animatronic dinosaurs to your birthday party or company event. Wait a minute. Animatronic dinosaurs? That's right. Co-owners Jill Dudley and Kevin Lee decided to buy their dream dinosaurs for the business. Rexy, their T-Rex, is a seven-foot-tall, partially animatronic suit operated by a person inside using two cameras, a voice box, and a control panel. Here's that story. Achieve Balance Chiropractic is celebrating its 15th anniversary in Columbia. 
The small parking lot is full of family activities, including a bouncy house, bubble machine, and cornhole. The air carries the distinct smell of barbecue. But the office has one more Jurassic surprise. Rexy, a seven-foot-tall Tyrannosaurus Rex, steps off of an unassuming white bus and joins the party. This isn't the night at the museum. Rexy is a part of Show Me Dinosaurs, a new business in Colombia that offers rentable dinosaur experiences. The business is run by engaged couple Jill Dudley and Kevin Lee. The two launched the business in May. Show Me Dinosaurs' menagerie of characters will travel to events up to four hours away from Colombia. These rentals range from $250 to over $1,000. But Dudley says that their main goal is to make people smile. I just want to see people happy, and I hope people are happy to interact with dinosaurs forever and just bring joy to people. Setting up for an event like this one takes time and patience. Leet and Dudley usually begin preparing for an event the night before, loading the party supplies, including the partially animatronic dinosaur suits, onto what they call the dino bus. A lot of checklists that we have to go through uh, to make sure we have everything for this event. And so once we get here, it's all hands on deck to get everything off the bus and set up. In addition to its hallmark dinosaur performers, Show Me Dinosaurs offers party packages that come with music, a bubble machine, and fossil dig boxes, where kids can discover their own gems and fossils to take home. Warren Young and Dylan Young practice their archaeologic skills at the fossil dig boxes. Warren says that Dylan, who is turning four this month, became a dinosaur expert over the course of the event. Hey, is this a Spinosaurus? Yeah. What does it eat? It eats fish. Show Me Dinosaurs has appeared at several mid-Missouri company and school events and fundraisers. As time goes on, Dudley and Leet hope to expand to more private events. They already have several birthday parties lined up. The idea for the company began almost a year earlier when the couple began joking about having a life-size dinosaur at their own wedding. Leet says that after the pair was unable to find one, the two decided to buy their own. So it kind of started as a joke, and it snowballed into something real. After months of research, the couple found a custom dinosaur suit manufacturer and placed an order. It was a box bigger than our car uh, <laughs> that had our two giant seven-foot-tall dinosaurs and our three baby dinosaurs. So um, they are made uh, with different types of foam um, and different skin coverings and paint, and they were custom-created to what we asked for in our designs. After receiving the dinosaurs, Dudley and Leet began marketing their service, hiring performers, and booking events. Back at the chiropractor's office, kids and patients alike are petting Rexy and taking pictures. Today, Leet himself is performing as Rexy. Leet says that while the pair aim to reach as many people as possible with their dinosaurs, serving mid-Missouri in particular is a priority. We will travel to other places because dinosaurs are cool and let's share dinosaurs with everyone, but we, we want to share it with like our people. For now, the couple is bringing extinct dinosaurs and live entertainment together across the state. In the future, they hope to expand to a larger crew and a permanent location. For more on Show Me Dinosaurs, check out the full story on MissouriBusinessAlert.com.
July being Disability Pride Month, it's a perfect time to talk about our next topic. And what's that? Web accessibility. To learn more about this topic, I spoke to Lainey Strange. She is the web accessibility specialist for Missouri's Information Technology Services Division. And what do you two talk about? In our conversation, we covered best practices for creating an accessible website. We talked about how to write for an inclusive audience and creating alternate text for images. Well, I'm excited to learn more. Absolutely. Here's that conversation. Lainey, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I think it would be helpful to define some terms. Could you tell me what alt text is? So alt text um, is used in a lot of different ways, but um, alt text fundamentally is just an alternative version of something visual. And that may be an image. It may be video content, um, different things like that. And it gives the ability that someone who, you know, cannot, is blind, etc., can still get that information. It may be captioning for videos, alternative text for images. And can you also explain what a screen reader is? A screen reader is a device that gives you the ability to read content um, on the screen that is read out to you. In regard to alt text, what should I be writing to describe an image? Is there any tips or tricks you have with that? Alt text, it's very situational. So an image that you use um, the same image that maybe you use in a brochure or a guide where maybe you're just using it in a decorative fashion. Let's say there's some people in that image, but at the same time, you may be using a similar image that is, you know, some people standing together. They were at an event and that caption may look different. You want to call out the names of the people in the image. So it really does kind of come down to situational use of the image. You know, there are times, especially like on websites, where you may use imagery in kind of a very decorative way, where it doesn't really provide any additional information. Um, You just have to provide a blank alternative text in that situation. And that way, you know, if, if it, since it doesn't have any meaning, screen readers just skip right over it. You know, Lainey, are there any website creators you recommend? For example, there's WordPress and Squarespace. I'm familiar with WordPress, and there's a lot of ability in those tools to create accessible content. Um, another content management system that I'm personally familiar with is Drupal. I think one of the things that, you know, to think about and that we have to do at our job is the WordPress, Drupal, they have kind of what we call modules that you can plug in, like a like a form plugin, or, you know, there's a lot of different things you can drop in to make your websites a little more interactive. And sometimes you do have to kind of vet those and make sure that the modules themselves were created in, a, in an accessible way. Another one that I wanted to mention that kind of comes from more of the content side of things from, you know, business owners is using descriptive links for your um, 
link text, not using click here or more information. Assistive technology devices many times can do some automated things like um, just pull up a series of links for a screen reader to read. And if they all say, click here, more information, they don't have any context of where those links are going to take them. Whenever you make things accessible, especially in the early stages of your development, when you're creating your content, when you're choosing the platforms that you're going to use, you're creating a wider audience immediately by, you know, there's a 20% of the audience has some sort of disability and you're opening yourself up to that audience immediately that they're going to come to you maybe instead of somewhere else. Um, and then the second takeaway that I would say is that when you make your content accessible, it actually creates a situation that benefits everybody because it creates all these scenarios. How many of us use captioning when you're out and you can't listen to it and you forgot your earbuds or something like that? Captioning, a lot of these help everybody. But of course, that main takeaway is that you're helping that 20% of the audience that that truly needs it to be able to communicate. To hear more from Strange, watch the full interview at MissouriBusinessAlert.com. All right, Katie, are you ready for the word of the week? Yes. Tell me, what's your word? Barbenheimer. Barben who? Barben, what is that? Well, some say Barbenheimer, some say Barbieheimer. Tomato, tomato, however you pronounce it, it's a term referencing the double movie release of Barbie and Oppenheimer, which hits theaters on Thursday and one of the most anticipated opening nights of the year. Oh, and why is it so important? Well, in Springfield, theaters made special preparations for the premiere, the Springfield News Leader reports. The Alamo Drafthouse in Springfield hired additional staff and is offering special themed screenings, giveaways, and double features. In Kansas City, businesses are hosting a variety of events around the premiere. They include a Barbie party at the bar Up Down, a Barbie pop-up at the bar Vignettes, and Oppenheimer artifacts on display at the Harry Truman Library and Museum. Whoa. You know, I may go see them this weekend. Right. What's your word of the week, Katie? Air taxi. Like a flying cab? Sort of. Think an aircraft for short-range travel, like from one side of a city to the other. Okay, so what's up with air taxis? I see what you did there. A growing number of companies are working toward creating them. A manufacturer in Ferguson, Nedeck Motor Corporation, hopes to create an electric motor that's strong enough to lift these taxis into the skies and lightweight enough to keep them up there. Last month at the Paris Air Show, NEDEC and aerospace manufacturer Embraer announced plans to establish a joint venture, Electric Vertical Takeoff Landing Vehicles. And they're making parts for the vehicles in Missouri? Yep, and these air taxis could take to the skies sooner than you might think. This week, the Federal Aviation Administration outlined steps for the introduction of what it calls Advanced Air Mobility. The FAA said it's planning for operations to be at scale at one or more sites by 2028. For a closing thought, here's Lainey Strange talking about the importance of website accessibility. Some people have vision issues. Some people have hearing or 
motor or cognitive. Web accessibility gives the ability to make that an even playing field for everybody involved so that they can access it just like anybody else. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you to the M33 Project for the music for this episode. For my co-host, Braden Wade, I'm Katie Quinn, and this has been Business Brief. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.